Well, hello. Welcome on in to the Authentic Alignment Podcast. I'm Elaine Sarah Leek, and I am many things. I'm a coach, a guide, a creator, a mentor, and each week I'll be popping in here to share with you my experiences and my insights on what it means to live an authentic life. My passion is all around mindset and energetics, all the energy, and how these two key things are so important in building a life, a business, or an adventure even that is true and authentic to you and your soul. My intention here is to share with you all the journey that is always growing and evolving just as we do. I'm honored to be sharing this time with you, so let's dive in. Hello, my loves. This week, I am sharing an episode that I did with my good friend, my mentor, and my client, Christine, on her podcast. In this episode, I dive deep into the healing modality that I use, Regenerating Images in Memory, or RIM, my experience with it when I first discovered it, and how I use it to help my clients shift their energy, rewrite their limiting beliefs, and move past any mindset blocks that are holding them back from creating the life or the business of their dreams. So tune in and let me know what you think. Tag both Christine and I on your stories on Instagram and let us know what resonated with you the most. Enjoy. Welcome back to the Market and Manifest podcast. In this episode, we've got special guest Elaine Sarah Leek. Elaine is a regenerating images in memory healer, and it's through Elaine's work and facilitation and program that I've been able to manifest some epic things in my life in just a span of months. These manifestations include things from my internal space, my spirit space, um, all the way through personality traits, which I've really leaned into and sort of stopped doubting. But also in terms of physical manifestations, I've deepened my relationship with my partner, um, money manifestations um, in and out of the business or in and other sources from the business, um, clarity on my product suite, seeing things that I never saw before that were right in front of my eyes. All of this facilitated through Elaine's work. And that is why she's on the podcast. We're going to dive straight into it. Elaine's going to express uh, how regenerating images in memory works, but also walk us through her journey coming from her background as a nurse and then a medical sales rep all the way through to becoming an energy healer and a coach. So let's go. Yeah, RIM. Okay, so RIM stands for Regenerating Images in Memory. It is the ability to go into your subconscious mind and rewrite your emotional memories. So whether these are true factual memories that have happened to you or just memories of of an experience that has developed and changed over time, because, you know, how, I mean, there is some fact about how reliable our memory is, you know, the the longer or the further away we get from said experience. Mm. Um, but whatever it is, whatever you've experienced and however it's developed, it's real. It's very, very real to you. And if it's traumatic, um, it can be really painful to deal with. It can be really painful to move through and to function in life. Um, or it could be not as obvious and it can just leave you feeling kind of stuck and kind of lost and confused and have this like feeling or this knowing that something's not quite right. And so with RIM, what we do is we go in and 
we uncover what it is and where it's coming from and then we literally rewrite that emotional memory through different ways that we go into the subconscious mind and we ask certain questions in a certain way um, to bring out the answers from within you because you have the answers within you it's just a matter of um you know kind of like coaxing them out a little bit um, can I ask mm-hmm. you when yeah. you got into RIM like where were you in your life like paint a picture for us yeah so I had just decided to become a coach um like a couple of months beforehand I went through and did my health coach certificate my life coach certificate I was in my corporate job I was going to say nine to five, but it was never nine to five. Mm. Um, It was always like whatever hours. It was medical sales devices. So it was like, if there's a case, whatever whatever time it is, you get up and you go and you you support the case. So um, anyway, I'd been in the coaching space, I suppose, for a few months. And um, it got to the point where I was like, all right, I'm going to take this seriously and I'm going to get myself a business coach. And it was my first experience dealing with a business coach. It was my first experience understanding that there was a coach to teach me how to coach. Like all this stuff was happening at once. And I was like, I don't know what's going on. So anyway, a part of this program was um, you got um, group rim experiences. I think it was maybe once a month or yeah, from memory it was once a month. So I had two group rim sessions and I also got a one one-on-one private session and so learning about RIM happened in the group first and before the the RIM session actually happened there was a lot of talk around it because it was you know open enrollment so people would just enroll into this program whenever so some people had experienced it before other people were in a higher level of that business program so were still in the program had also experienced it before and all the things that people were saying was like, you're going to cry your eyes out. And I was like, <laughs> oh my God, what is this that I've gotten into? And I was like, whatever, I'm not going to cry. Like I'm a crier for sure, but I don't know this person. Like that's going to mm. be guiding me through. And I'm mm. in a group, whatever. Like, let's just see. I was at a certain, I don't know if this is even the right way to put it, but I was at a certain level of wokeness. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, you know, I had started reading personal development books I was listening to the podcasts I was journaling I was doing my affirmations all those sort of things Mm -hmm. so I was somewhat woke to the ability to the you know the power and the ability of my mind um so anyway here's the session the group Mm -hmm. the group session gets going and it was intense and I'm like what is happening like I I don't I don't quite understand what's going on so Mm. um you know, I went through the experience. I saw a bunch of things, couldn't quite make sense of it. Um, and I had a lot of questions mm. and it was kind of perfect because I had that group room session. And then I think less than a week later, I had my one-on-one session. So I mm. asked all of my questions and I went into the session and my mind kind of exploded a little bit and in the best possible way, because mm. I had unlocked something in me that I didn't know was locked. That's kind of like the best way to describe it. I went, so at the beginning of the session, um, the the guide or the facilitator asked me what I wanted to work on, if there was a specific issue that I wanted to um, focus in on around business because it was part of my business program, right? So I went in and I was like, yeah, I want to talk about my money mindset because I've heard that's a buzzword and I've heard Mm -hmm. that's a thing. 
So, you know, I'm like fresh, fresh here. I want to get this sorted straight away. Like, let's work on my money mindset. She's like, okay, here we go. We went in. (laughs) We went in and I kid you not, I went in and I ended up talking to a strawberry. Yes, I talked to a strawberry. I was dialoguing with a strawberry. His name was George. Um, and I talked to him about, as it turned out, my self-worth and what it presented to me was that my self-worth was tied to money and I had to break that belief. I had to rewrite that, that memory because that's what I believed in from my corporate life. That's what I believed in from childhood or whatever, like wherever it came from. At the like in me as I am now, it doesn't matter where it came from. Mm. It's rewritten. Mm. It's done. It, that's that's that. Mm. But at the time, I was in the session and I remember this so clearly. I was lying down, and she was talking to me. It was just over the phone. It wasn't you know Zoom or anything like that. It was just over the phone, and I'm lying there. My eyes are closed. My hands are sort of like by my side, open. And she's talking me through this. And all of a sudden, this memory came to me. And I was, whether it was true or not, it, it kind of is irrelevant. But I, it felt like I was on one of those, what are they called? Like a carousel? Yeah, Mary. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. you know, as you go to a kid and you lie down and your friend spins you until you feel sick. Mm. Yeah. So <laughs> just my friends, maybe. <laughs> so here I am in my mind feeling like I'm on this merry-go-round and it starts spinning. And I verbalized to my guide, like, I feel like I'm spinning. And she's like, okay. She's asking certain questions about it and I'm describing it to her. And then all of a sudden it gets really, really fast. And I start to freak out a little bit. And I'm like, it's going really, really fast. I don't know what to do. So I end up putting my hands on the ground so that I could physically, so my conscious mind could physically feel that I was in fact grounded while my subconscious mind was doing the work that it needed to do with, with the help of my guide. Right, right. So with her, I was able to then slow myself down and come out of the spinning into another memory where I was speaking to my dad. I was like four years old or something. I remember the socks I was wearing and, you know, just thanking him and giving him so much gratitude for being who he is or who he was at when mm. I was four mm. um, still is really you know but having this like really deep deep loving conversation with my dad mm. and it's not like I can't do that now but it was just it was this wild experience I didn't expect it to come up but there mm. was something there that needed to be healed and I think it had a lot to do with you know what my parents were doing for work when I was growing up and all that sort of stuff mm-hmm. But either way, my mind presented this strawberry to me because, well, number one, I really like strawberries. So they <laughs> mm-hmm. feel safe. Mm-hmm. Number two, I'm not allergic. So yes, they still feel safe. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know where George came from. It's just like a, a name, right? Mm-hmm. And it, my subconscious mind presented to me something that I could have a conversation with and not feel unsafe, not feel threatened. I was in a a safe and um, I suppose contained space that I could openly share about the fact that my self-worth was tied to how much money I earn. I'd been earning six figures for 
years and then all of a sudden had decided, well, I'm going to go and make it out on my own. Mm-hmm. Can I actually do that? Because it's me. There's no corporate blanket. Oh, shit. It's just me. <laughs> and it brought mm-hmm. up all of these beliefs. So with that one session, literally, I don't know, was it maybe two weeks later, I signed my first client at $3,000. And I was just like, okay, what the hell is this regenerating images in memory stuff? I need to know more about it. So I ended up getting another one-on-one session and talked to one of the master trainers. And he's like, yeah, let's get you in. Let's do some training. So I ended up doing, um, you know, training with him and with the, um, the, the woman that actually founded the whole modality, mm-hmm. Dr. Deb Sandella. And it was unlike anything I've ever, ever experienced ever before. Um, and so with that, I kind of like sat on it for a little while and I was, you know, I was doing my practice room sessions to get my, to get my, you know, accreditation and, um, and then I was just using it with my private clients sort of Mm. here and there. Like if they needed it in there, I was doing just general, I suppose now that I look at it, it was general life mindset coaching. Yes. Um, And so, you know, maybe every one, maybe once a month, I would throw in a rim session just to help them move through some different blocks. And then it kind of dawned on me that, why am I not? (laughs) Why? What am I doing? This is the, Mm -hmm. like, this is so powerful. Mm -hmm. And I think for me, it was, I was missing something in, in that experience. Like I, you could go and book a one-on-one session. You could book three or five sessions together but it wasn't there was no structure to it it was just yep like booking for a call booking mm-hmm. here and there and I my logical mind my conscious brain needed more than that so that's why I created my own program and it was kind of wild because just before I like launched the program I I sat down and mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like okay what is it that I'm trying to create and why and what do I feel is missing in my journey, in my experience of RIM? What, what am I looking for? Mm-hmm. And I, I literally, I kid you not, I sat down in the space of 15 minutes and wrote down exactly what I wanted to include. And it ended up being eight pillars of authenticity. I just want to fill in one thing. So Elaine was actually a nurse before you became a medical sales rep. I mean, could you be any more like, you know what I mean? Like corporate uniform, like a lot of us yeah. kind of like relate to that. And then being now in this space where you're like free life, yeah. living where you want to live, doing what you want to do. Said with words, it sounds so simple, right? But the actual mm. journey from, from being in a system, you know, being That's that it. system, you know, and yeah. then choosing yeah. your own path and then creating your own path. It's like, you said it so poignantly yeah. earlier, like the blanket of corporate, the corporate blanket where everything yeah. is nice and safe and stable. And yeah. all of a sudden you've got your own legs and you're like, let me make my own money doing what I love. Yeah. And you know, honestly, like, I feel like it sounds so romantic. Like that's the first line in a sales pitch to like creating your own life because it just sounds yeah. so beautiful and it is so beautiful. And when you're in there, like, I feel like when you start your own business, you meet yourself and you're yeah. like, holy shit, can I do this? Like, can I make this first amount of money, this second amount of money, this next milestone? But also I think for us 
and the people who listen to this podcast, like we really deeply care about the the impact of our work. We really deeply care about the purpose of that work. So it's like finding that balance of like being within your purpose, but also building an an abundant life. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's like a, you know, it is a point that I often miss, I think, you know, the whole Mm. nurse journey yeah because I went into nursing not quite knowing what I wanted to do but knowing I wanted to help yeah all oh, right you know my mom was a nurse and so it was like right. okay yeah that kind of makes sense so you know I went down that path and then I was in that and I'm like okay something's not quite right did that for four or five years and I was like okay what is it then I got poached got into the the medical sales device world and I was like okay did that for four or five years and then um you know I had this perfect on paper life you know, I had mm. six figure income, a respectable mm. job. Uh, I got to wear high heels and nice clothes and feel fancy yeah. and buy <laughs> cappuccinos at 11, like <laughs> instead of being at the, in the bloody OR mm. or theater scrubbing to I don't mm. know, do something else. And there was this point in my life where I was like, oh shit, I'm not oh, happy. A question. So when you went into coaching, right? So you were a nurse, you were a medical sales rep before that. And then you did this coaching certification what other types of people did you meet like what backgrounds did they have within that certification was it like all different walks of life all different career paths leading into life coaching did you meet like people who are like used to be accountants and hairdressers and like retail staff or pilots like who were like you know what that's not the path for me I'm gonna be a life coach you know what there are so many people that find themselves in the coaching space and you're like you used to be a what really <laughs> how the hell did you get here really like, pilot it's funny that you bring that up pilot yes get I, out. I met this this guy um he was a he was a pilot and he was in my first business coaching program and I was just like he was he had been in the program for a, a lot longer than me and so on every group call he was always you know asking the right questions he was like right. you know higher level of knowledge at that point in time and I'm just looking at him like pilot <laughs> yeah <laughs> like how much of a good what? life could you have yeah and you're like <laughs> what are you doing here man yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're traveling around the world you get to go wherever you want but it just goes to show right like that you can have I like that's that's exactly the same story right he mm. from the outside to me looked like he has this perfect on paper life mm. and who's to say that when he was in that like I was in mine he just didn't feel yeah didn't feel in alimentment with who yep. he was yeah so I went looking for something else and found coaching and I think that oh. itself is epic right yeah 100% and the reason I bring it up is because I think when we you know within the, the coaching industry there is one blanket label it's like coach right and you forget that Mm. before that label there was a lot there was another life and um I guess I really love the idea of being able to make mainstream the idea of coaching that coaches are they're people who made a decision to do this kind of work and yeah you'll have ex-pilots ex-nurses ex hey you never know flight attendants me no yes hello (laughs) you know ceo and they're like this what that wasn't the life for me and this is what led me down that path i've made this move because i wanted more and i say more like that like i wanted more i wanted more in my life that fulfilled me i wanted more in my life that was in alignment to what i wanted not what society or anybody around me wanted like I when I talk about my perfect on paper life I'm talking I had the six-figure career I had 
um, two beautiful dogs. I had the dream home that I just built and a partner and, you know, long-term and all my friends were getting married and engaged and having babies. And that was supposed to be, and I say supposed, that was supposed to be the next thing for me. And it wasn't happening. And I was like, why? Why? Why for me? <laughs> and I realized it wasn't supposed to happen because it's not what I wanted. Right, <laughs> right. So at that, it was that point that I was like, wow, what do I do now? Every, what do I do now? And so, you know, I changed companies within the industry and then I left my relationship. Then I changed cities. Then I, changed, I, I kept climbing the corporate ladder and I met my now partner overseas on a sales trip and then ended up moving countries to be with him. And then decided, oh, look, I, I p- literally picked up this book called Careergasm in the airport mm-hmm. on the way, like from Adelaide Airport. I mm-hmm. picked this book up, read it by the time I got to Toronto and um, it was called Careergasm and it was by this um, woman, Sarah Vermont. And I got to the back of it and I was like, God, it would be so good to work with someone like her. That's amazing. I wish I knew what I wanted to do. And anyway, long story short, she was a coach, a career coach that lived in Toronto. I worked with her for three months. She helped me figure out that it was coaching that I wanted to do. And then I went on this journey of figuring out what kind of coach. And when I found RIM, it was like something just lit a fire in me that I've never felt before. And I was like, oh, damn, this is what they talk about. When you see people and they're like, oh, I love my life. I love my work. I've got clients. I do this. And it's Mm -hmm. all magical and rainbows and unicorns. (laughs) It's like, yeah, right, whatever. You're one of those people, sure. You're spinning mm. the line. No, no, those people exist. They actually do. Yeah. <laughs> and when I, when I discovered RIM, it was just like, oh, okay, this is how they get there. This is, or this is how I'm going to get there. Mm. Because it just spoke to me in a way that hypnotherapy hasn't spoken to me, in a way meditation hasn't spoken to me, in a way that, I don't know, yoga hasn't spoken to me, any kind of like deep work that I've done on myself it's all, it's all given me value, but not in a way that RIM has. It, it literally gives me an access road to my own subconscious mind where I can just be like, yo, I've got questions and I need answers and I get them. And yep. even I, I get the answers even when I don't want them, but I need yeah. them. Yeah, that's so true. That's, I mean, I tried a lot of different modalities in the past and going into modalities, not really knowing what to expect. Like, I didn't know anything about modal. I didn't even know the word modality. I didn't know how to describe these things. Um, and I thought, you know, astrology. And then I looked at that up as a divination. I was like, what's divination? I don't know, but whatever, like it's available. I'm going to give it a shot. And yeah. um, I, di- I didn't know that, for example, ayahuasca was energy healing. I mean, it's plant medicine, mm-hmm. but um that's where it all began and then came after that like a few years after that was um I don't know if this is I don't think this is energy healing but it was mindset work it was like neuro-linguistic programming so NLP mm-hmm. so okay, I did yeah. a bit of that and then did um you know hypnotherapy um under the guise of like it started off as fun and I was like hey maybe this does work let's give it a try and then sacred geometry and then Reiki and some were more gentle mm-hmm. than others and then this one regenerating images and memory like our very first session I had not I knew nothing I knew nothing I didn't know what to expect and we went in there and so what happens you guys like you go in there Elaine guides you you close your eyes you take some deep breaths nothing can possibly happen over zoom right so I'm like here I'm thinking we're going to do some breathing exercises and you know I might (laughs) I don't know I might visualize something like what I see in my meditations but this time 
there was something different. I don't know what it is. And honestly, I still try my best to try to describe what happens. But once you get in the zone and um, there's a very fine line, it's like a very fine line from when you are in your conscious state and then in your subconscious. I don't know Mm -hmm. what that moment is, but all of a sudden, um, you start to visualize things. And I asked Elaine even this, actually, let's, I'll ask you now, like, because um, once we get in the zone, we start visualizing things, right? We invite like a virtual resource. And that mm-hmm. resource for you was your strawberry. For me, it's been many different things. Like every session is a different resource. Um, we had someone in our group pr- program, her resource was our friend's dog. And, yeah. um, you know, so it's the thing that makes you feel safe. Um, but there was also a question of like, what if you go into the, into this kind of session and you see nothing? Yeah. And that happens. That's happened to me, you know, Mm -hmm. before as well. And that in itself is something. And Mm -hmm. I know that kind of sounds like a bit wild. You're like, but nothing is not something like nothing Mm -hmm. is nothing. What do you mean? Mm -hmm. But it, when you are in that space where you see nothing, it's your mind is like, doing a couple of things it's either protecting you from what actually needs to be seen so you haven't gone in deep enough the way mm-hmm. I see and I've ex- I know I've explained this to you before but the way I see the mind is that it's this row of doors it's like a hallway of doors but the doors aren't on the side they're all sort of like <clears throat> backed into each other right mm-hmm. like they're all in line and when we go in we unlock one door we go through we're like okay what's up what's behind this door and then we go in further and we unlock some more memories and we ask questions and prod in certain ways to open the next door and the next one and the next one. And then at some point your mind's like, nope, that's enough. There's no key to this door. There's no keyhole. You're not getting in. That's it. Mm -hmm. And that, that in itself is kind of reassuring because your mind will only give you what you can handle at any given time. Right. So and that's often, you know, I know we would do sessions together and you're like, I'm a little bit nervous and I'm like, yes. I don't know what's going to happen. Yes. And that's totally normal. But like, you will only get given what you can handle. That's just period because it's built in. It's built in on you, right? Mm. So um, totally forgotten your question. No, but that's right. It was about <laughs> like seeing nothing, like what happens. And every time we've had a session, I, I was like, oh, you know, I've done, you know, four of these now. Like, it's not going to be that, it's not going to be that deep surely I I always kind of like had that in the back of my mind but the way that the process would work for me is like we go in and then I'm in there and then all of a sudden I'm looking at myself and I'm looking at the inside of my body and then I'll see a color and then and then you guide me but one of the things that I found distinctly different about this particular modality is I'm verbalizing to you what I'm seeing so you're asking me questions I'm speaking and I'm telling these things that I'm seeing, the things that I want to say. And there is such magic in that. It's like you go into your, into your being, not just your brain. You go into your being and you're discovering your being. And any inner thought that you had that was like hidden somewhere, you know, beneath all of the things happening in your life, they start to arise. And you as the guide, you're just asking questions. You're not, there's nothing more. It's, it's, it's like you guide that conversation and through that, what happens during and thereafter for days and weeks and months is that the way I visualize it is that there's energy inside of you that's shifting. Like the way that I would describe energy shifting now that I know more about it, it's almost like 
just Let's imagine see. like little soldiers in your brain and in your body and they all live on like let's say the left hand side and in that left side hand side they're all working away doing their thing and they're only working away and doing their thing in that way and you don't know any other way to do it and then all of a sudden you do like a rim session and then like there's like a flashlight that's shunned to the other part of your being and um and uh, and these little soldier people they're like they stop for a moment and they look around and they're like oh I didn't realize we had so much more space. Oh my gosh. And look at that, like, like forest over there. And look at all that light. Look at all that glitter. Let's go over there. And like all your little soldier people who were like focused on working on one little thing and they were so consumed by it, sometimes tense, sometimes light, they start to disperse. Like these little soldier people, like they start to disperse around your entire body. And as they disperse, your being your physical human self on the outside is being inspired to do your tasks a little bit differently so so on the inside of you you've got all these like little cells or these little soldiers like doing their thing and now they're dispersed so in comparison to doing conscious mindset work such as you know when you're doing um for me my comparison from my own experience would be like nlp Somehow in NLP, you will tap into a memory somehow at some point in time. For me, it took uh, a few programs to, to finally find a memory. I was seeing everyone around me, like finding their memories, like, oh my God, and having these breakthroughs. And I was like, when's my time going to come? Like, when am I going to find that memory? And then once I get there, it's like consciously training my brain to, to, to think differently so it was like repetition which is great right because repetition yeah. we all have the power to do that every every single moment every single second um and it's your conscious training now the difference with energy work is that your cells shift first your cells shift your your being shifts first so your brain like your logical self may not fully grasp what's actually going on because you have different urges all of a sudden you have this urge to speak your mind you know all of a sudden <laughs> you're like hang on where did that come from and um your your human self feels uncomfortable but the urge inside of you is unstoppable yeah. so I just embody the whole other person that I'm afraid of and then you realize oh I was afraid of someone who's fully self-expressed that's who I want to be you know yeah. in our conscious waking mind we're like I want to be fully self-expressed have so much fun feel so abundant but our little work soldiers on the inside of us when they're only working on one little area they can't really see the thing that's that's blinding them from the actual living in abundance until we disperse that energy like so that's it's such a beautiful way to like paint that picture um and it's funny like I see something very similar but I see um instead of soldiers I see like little what are they uh dwarfs you know, it's off to work we go with their little mm -hmm. mining and they're like mining a little over yes. here. You also made a really good point there about how it's small shifts. Rim is very gentle, but it's so powerful. It's little, I see it like each session or each day that goes by, you get like a new lens that you look through. And the way that you saw the world, you look at it just slightly differently because it's all about awareness, right? Mm -hmm. Awareness on all levels. So we are introducing new ways of looking at the world, looking at your life, looking at your business, looking at yourself so that you can be in alignment with who you are at your core, whether that's facing your fears, whether that's finding balance in your energies, whether that's 
any number of different things. It's mm-hmm. all about just coming back to who you are and what it is that you want. And RIM gives us that ability to understand what it is, what it, the thing is. And I think by using RIM with the chakra system and being able to integrate that, because the chakra, like the, our body has its own intelligence and the chakra system gives us, um, I suppose, the language or the mm-hmm. interpretation of what's going on. And I think when we can combine that with RIM, you have like a whole system that actually speaks the same language that you can understand everything. So I know that when we did, I think it was our very first or our second session technically, but the first Mm -hmm. session of the program when we went in with authenticity as the foundational pillar Mm -hmm. and we ended up working with your root chakra and then all of a sudden you're wanting to move your body. You're buying red fruit and veg and you're like, what the hell is mm-hmm. happening? I haven't, I haven't exercised in months and now I'm ex- this ex- exercise person. What? Yes. So yeah, because your body's been telling you that you need to move. And now that you've unlocked that, that door inside of your subconscious mind, your mind can hear your body. Your body can hear your mind. They're actually having a conversation. And so the work begins. Yeah, and the work begins. And that's the thing. You tied it back to authenticity. The step number one, our first session, um, started off with authenticity. And the root chakra represents like support, feeling safe. And so do you think there was like, now that we're talking about this, was there a correlation between my ability to be fully authentic and embrace what authenticity means to me? Because a part of me, my root chakra was reflecting to me that I didn't feel safe in that. 100%. Yeah, because I was afraid of being judged and I was afraid that I might be wrong and like... Yeah, bit, which is a very primal thing. Like, yeah. you know, that's part of your throat chakra for sure. But you were, you were a completely, you were in a completely different space. Yes, you were successful, but you also carried a lot of fear with you, like uncertainty mm. to take this step or that step. And even, do you remember talking about how, like, you started one thing over here and. And then mm-hmm. you went and started over something over here and you felt like that was a weakness yes. and you felt unsafe doing that when in fact, it's your power. That's that is magic. my power. That's right. You have the ability to do that and to hold space for yourself while you do that, but you didn't feel safe within yourself to, to do that. So do that. by working with your root chakra, and it was beautiful that it came up in that first session, not everybody um, starts like that because when I sat down to put the program together, I kind of thought, all right, first pillar is authenticity. Obviously, mm-hmm. that goes with the root chakra. Mm-hmm. And then I thought, that's not going to be the same for everybody because right. everybody thinks of authenticity differently. Right. And so, you know, I've had other clients where the first chakra that comes through is their heart or their solar plexus right. or whatever. And it's like, okay, that's the most immediate thing that's happening in their life right now that needs to be rebalanced, that needs to be put back into harmony or healed or whatever you want to call it. Mm. And that is directly related to them understanding what it means to be authentic or who the Mm. hell they are or what kind of business they're kind of trying to create or why they're not hitting that next level in whatever it might be. Mm. And so it was beautiful for you because the root chakra perfectly matched the authentic pillar, but it was perfect for you. Yes, yes, I understand. So what I'm hearing is, you know, you might have a pillar as part of the, you know, the pillar to work on, but the thing that needs to be balanced for that pillar to come in place and to thrive in your life is Mm -hmm. the chakra that is imbalanced for you and that moment or the one that needs the most attention. So. 
Like Ooh. if we were to do the program all over again, when we yeah. go in with authenticity, it's mm. going to mean something completely different to you now than it did four months ago. Mm-hmm. And so, okay, maybe mm-hmm. a different chakra comes up and you're like, oh, I just need to tweak my uh, sacral yeah but you know what I realized why this the way that this program had been put together was something special was because when I first entered I didn't know colors had anything to do with anything and then you were like I you know I we were in my session right so we were in my session my eyes are closed I'm just telling Elaine you know she's guiding me and then I mentioned red Elaine writes down red and then later down the track at the end of the session she shows me a paper she goes look what I wrote down she's like red before I think before, before I it. even said it, yeah. before I even said it, and it just synced. So it's just um, this. this mm. Yeah, sorry to cut you off there, but that's a really important distinction to make. I think that RIM, it's like the, the stuff that I do, the integration that I bring in with chakras is separate from RIM. I've mm-hmm. kind of like blended the two in a way that um, that feels good to me and in the way that I want to have my program impact my clients in a, a whole and a, and a complete way. I, mm-hmm. I asked Elaine at some point because I hadn't had any other experience to compare this with. I, rim is rim, right? Mm-hmm. And then I was like, do you, I don't know if you know the power of this. And I was like raving about it. And I was like, Ask, we're getting know, this modality to encourage the intelligence of our body our own bodies to tell us mm-hmm. where it's going, what's going down. And then Elaine just casually says on the side and she's like, oh yeah, I fully channeled the program. And um, I thought, oh, this is a good idea if I put the chakras in. And I was like, what the fuck? So you're telling me that this isn't the standard rim? And then- <laughs> Oh yeah, just so casual. Like, yeah. Oh yeah, whoops. <laughs> yeah, I just channeled that whole thing. But that's, I think that was where a lot of things like really landed for me because um, I was still trying to make sense of, you know, what was going on? Why, why was I having new urges? I, I just thought they were normal. I mean, I go to the market and all of a sudden I want to buy a box of tomatoes, which I normally do. But the last time I had done that was like five months ago. And then all of a sudden we do this rim session and I specifically enter the market and say, I want some beetroot. I want a box of tomatoes. And, um, and it's, it's, I thought it would have been so much more complicated than that, but it's really like the fruit that you want to eat and the vegetables you want to eat is your body wanting those colors. It's guys like the chakra system is just a mind blowing other system. Um, I thought it was just like another airy fairy kind of woo woo thing, (laughs) which I'm deeply into (laughs) by the way, Um, (laughs) because it's definitely, I would say it's a lot more powerful than we think. And um, I rave about this modality all the time. I think because I'm the kind of person and if you're anything like me you you appreciate the idea of energy shifts but you also appreciate the idea of being conscious in this Um, and when I say conscious it's like you know you can open your eyes and dip step out like you know what I mean like yeah, uh, the absolutely. the challenge that I've had with um, just the energy world in general is I was afraid of losing control. Like I was afraid of losing my mind, losing control, never coming back. And I had this mishmash blend of what energy healing was. Ayahuasca, mushrooms, people who say things about like acid. And you, we can go as far as those kinds of, um, you know, like kind of like when you take something and, and it alters your state, whereas this for me was like, it's not that, it's not that at all. It's, it's a beautiful blend of, 
it's your participation, your willingness. And at any point, like, like what Elaine said, your, your being will not bring forward to you anything that you're not ready for in that time. And there are so many steps within this actual modality where you have anchors you have like the virtual resource loved it like um and there were sessions where I didn't have a virtual resource and my being decided that I was going to go on that journey together um the other thing is afterwards so you have the session but the session doesn't end there you actually have (laughs) integration (laughs) it is not just like a one time it's done it's like you have a whole thing about integration. And I think what, what's been really beautiful about the way that your program has really unfolded is, you know, once you unlock these doors, you're basically like entering another level of yourself that you're, you're being you existed, but your conscious mind, you're like your logical brain didn't know was there. Yeah. So what do you think is the correlation between manifestation, like bringing something into fruition, making it tangible, making it real? Um, what is the bridge between the energy and and then that, and then the manifestation. Why Why are they connected? It's such a big question that you could do like five episodes on for sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think like ultimately it comes down to your ability to embody. I think that's that's really what it's all about because you can want it and wish it and pray for it and hope for it and all the things. But until you go in and actually do the work to uncover why you want it, where, why you're not getting it and how you can step into your higher self or how you can step into any, any, whoever it is that you're meeting to have that conversation with in your mind, how you can step in and, and take the lessons that they're, they're trying to impart on you um, and fully embrace it on an energetic level. What is it? That's, that, that's the thing that happens first, right? It's the energy mm. that happens first in mm. any kind of manifestation. You have to feel it. You have to be in it. You have to embody it before you see it in your physical reality. And I think when you are fully open to doing that and then not only doing it on a conscious level because you can be like, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm fully embodying the like 50K a month me. Yeah, yeah, Mm -hmm. that's me. I'm I'm embodying it. Look at me. I'm going to go and get my nails done, whatever. Mm -hmm. You can say and say all the right things, but until you energetically embody it on a subconscious level, I think it's really difficult to bring that into your physical reality. So mm-hmm. by going in and doing doing the work um, and rewriting those emotional memories, that's the other thing about RIM is it's a whole brain method, whereas other mm-hmm. modalities are only working on one or two uh, brain waves as opposed to all of it at once. So right. um, it's a really, it, yeah, that's what they call it, a whole brain method, really? like working across all of them. So um in my experience anyway, it's therefore much easier to embody, to expand on that energy that you uncover and then bring into your physical reality. Mm, that's so, that's like the be, do, have kind of model, yeah. right? You be yeah. first. And I think um, what rim is for me it's accelerated the being side of things because yeah you do get to meet your higher self you get Mm -hmm. to meet your higher self and the higher self goes hey there was a little bit of self-doubt around here let's clear that out like um she got sassy (laughs) she got sassy (laughs) and she's like she's like super fun so i i really like my higher self but yeah so do i she's cool (laughs) 
That brings us to the end of the episode with Christine on her podcast, Market and Manifest. If you haven't already checked her out over there, please go ahead and do so. She has a wealth of knowledge. And if you'd like to connect with her on Instagram or on YouTube, I will drop all of her links in the show notes below, as well as her free alignment guide for business. Check this out. It is not something that you want to miss. If you have any questions about this episode, about regenerating images in memory, energy shifting, anything like that, please come over to Instagram and find me there at Elaine Sarah Leak. Drop me your questions. Come and say hello. I would love to connect with you. And if you enjoyed this episode, you are enjoying the podcast, please feel free to jump in and share a review. I would love to see all of your thoughts and get all of your feedback. Until next time. 